702. The political desk. Let's get straight into that issue. The African Development Bank, if you've just joined us, approved this 5 billion rand emergency recovery loan to help South Africa's efforts to obviously fight the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, National Treasury has uh, prioritized its budget to help the country manage the effects of the pandemic. But there are a number of concerns that need to be dealt with. We are joined now, firstly, by uh, Free State uh, University Chancellor and Chairman of the Bidvest Group Limited. Uh, Mr. Bonang Mohale, somebody we have often uh, asked tough questions to uh, to try and uh, get answers to navigate our way forward. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Welcome back. Right, let's talk about this 5 billion rand emergency recovery loan from the African Development Bank. Firstly, it is, of course, a loan, as I was just uh, uh, outlining there. It's not free money. Absolutely. So when the president announced the unprecedented 500 billion COVID-19 economic stimulus, we knew that we don't currently have the money. About 130 billion of that was going to come from reprioritizing from the approved budget. We were going to access money belonging to workers in the form of the URF. And we will have to borrow from the IMF the BRICS Bank, and the African Development Bank, and thereby lose our sovereignty over economic policy in the long term. This is the only way to prevent a debt crisis in the longer term. But this is also precipitated by our economic growth rate declining steadily in the last three quarters. In the third quarter of 2019, we have declined from minus 0.8%, to minus 1.4% in the fourth quarter, and now down to minus 2% in the first quarter of 2020. So we have also seen sharp declines in growth around minus 8 GDP growth, I'm talking about, resulting in a huge decline in government collections. The supplementary budget that was put forth by the Minister of Finance suggested that the government will be functioning on a 14.5% budget deficit largely due to the 300 billion reduction in tax revenues. So we have to stop the rising trend in the budget deficit and public debt with a forecast showing a rise in the public debt to GDP ratio of 82% by the end of this financial year. It will be 106% in 2023 and a whopping 148% by 2028, Babu Bonga. So here's the question I have for you. We've spoken to you before. Uh, you are saying much of what you've said uh, when you've been on this show uh, uh, in previous times. Uh, in recent days, we've had uh, the RMB CEO, James Formby. We've had uh, the Standard Bank South Africa CEO, Lungisa Fuzile. Uh, all of you saying that we need to do things differently uh, to recover from the current mess of our economy, uh, which we all know began long before COVID-19. All of you say these things. It doesn't appear that uh, from the commitments, at least, that we are hearing, that is going to be the case. Until and unless we start addressing the deep structural weaknesses of the economy, as well as our poor educational outputs, we are really just worrying about grammar. The economy was already underperforming and the living standards were declining long before COVID-19. There are also uh, the, 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 the issue of rapidly unraveling state-owned enterprises and state-owned companies, increasing corruption, deteriorating government fiscal po- position, over-regulation, 
insufficient capital investment, especially by the public sector. So what COVID-19 has merely done is to expose these deep structural inequalities and has given us an opportunity to fundamentally transform this economy. We must start examining as to which aspects of it can actually be localized. The politics don't look right, though. I mean, I hear you. I fully agree with you. But the politics just don't seem like they look right. It's, I mean, you know, people know what needs to be done. Is there space to do it? I think we need um, the leadership that must find their spine very quickly. And if I use SOEs as an example, uh, we need to ensure that they are well capitalized, that there's proper governance that is reintroduced, that there is independent recruitment, selection, appointment, and retention of members of the board of directors to support and oversee the CEO effectively. We must eliminate tender boards and developmental business partners. We must routinely perform planned and preventative maintenance, especially at ESCOM, and ensure clarity about their often dual mandates. Are they commercial or are they developmental mandate, or is it both ends together at the same time? The practice, especially pronounced during the nine wasted years, where SOEs were systematically slammed with hurriedly promoted, usually untested, largely incompetent, and often corrupt cadre deployments where performance is not even expected must come to an urgent stop. Had we seized the opportunity, Bongani, presented by the more than 740 SOEs and appointed a black, preferably black female CEO for each 26 years into democracy, we could be having about 3,000 competent, experienced, and with demonstrable track record, CEOs, even if 20% of them had not actually succeeded. So to talk now of rebuilding a new SAA from the ashes of the bankrupt one could not have been conceived at the worst moment. This, when airlines around the world are grounded, when investors have been dumping airline stock, and when there is no money even to pay SAA, South African Express Airways, Dinel, etc., salaries. What is needed now is a shift of capital towards initiatives that exhibit a potential to drive social impact and the ability to facilitate meaningful transformation in our society. The four sectors that have been identified by National Treasury to reboot the economy are manufacturing, agriculture, information, communication, technology, and tourism. All of these deserve our undivided attention and execution. We must use this opportunity to address the economic concentration into two fewer hands. And where 60% of the GDP is from only four metropolitan cities, Bongani. Oh, I hear you. I couldn't agree with you more. But you talk about uh, even communications. We can't even get, uh, you know, ICASA appointments uh, right, uh, even when uh, candidates have been recommended through uh, an independent and robust process. The politics that interfere in CADA deployment um, is not a policy the governing party has disavowed. It doesn't look like they are willing to do so. And even during this pandemic, uh, we're talking now about uh, the loan to, uh, you know, to provide us relief funds. We know even a pandemic has not stopped uh, irregular expenditure when it comes to the very things we need to save lives at a critical time like this. And it raises for me the question about our people power. Have we lost the ability to make our voices heard?